Episode 73. Did you think we'd make it this far? <laughs> I actually laughed to myself when I was editing last week's podcast and because I have to listen to the start and end of it. And I heard myself say that and I was like, oh, you're so funny, Karen. But well, at least you know this week I'll say one person. Yeah, this, this week I'll say, oh, Winnie, you're so funny. No, you won't. You forget. <laughs> we have a heavy topic today. Which I think is interesting. The last two times we've we've talked, it's just spurred out of conversation we started having. Which this is how our podcast topics go. Like, what kind of conversations have you had with your clients today? Because ultimately that's like what we're trying to do is like solve problems, right? And client conversations are one of the best ways to come up with ideas because your clients are coming to you with problems, right? Mm-hmm. And generally if one person has one problem, there's a bunch of other people that have the same problem too. So you can help more people that way. Yeah. Today, so what problem are you trying to solve today? <laughs> not necessarily a problem, but like the idea that when you join a gym or you start a new program such as this is like, you think you're just going in for fitness and you, you don't have this conception of like this concept that you might be a different person through the process. You might become a different person through the process. And I think we've seen that in some of the client interviews that we've done on the podcast. What about yourself? Oh, for sure. Yeah, me too. I don't feel like I'd be sitting here this deep into what we're doing if that wasn't the case. Okay. Me too, though. Like, the dogs are here, by the way. So if you get some squeaky balls in the background, I'm sorry if it's loud. And another (laughs) member whose phone rings constantly. (laughs) He knows who he is. I know that with myself, like just kind of diving into CrossFit, I was so hungry for information and just like just reading everything and being around other people that were doing this and being in that environment, you know, it it just really kind of pushed me a direction that I may not have gone on my own necessarily. Is it? Oh, okay. This is a loaded question. And I think I kind of know the answer. Is that in terms of fitness no everything yes yeah everything because even in that time like I was only 17 or 18 and like I was one of those girls that like oh I want to eat to lose weight or like I don't want to eat because I want to lose weight right like I was so focused on like how I looked and that I needed to look a certain way and I remember getting into this And I was like, maybe a few months into it and just like super enjoying CrossFit. And somebody said to me, like, you should build a little bit more muscle and lean out. Like you would look really good. And I was like, what? Like that just didn't compute. And then you start getting into all the information, these other people surrounding yourself with them. And you like, see what they're doing. They're like living the life, right? Like, and you're like, whoa, okay. I'm a little bit more interested now. And you, that, you, you like start emulating what other people are doing. Is that actually how your journey started? Would you say? What do you mean? Like in terms of, in terms of like the fitness industry, like I know like you played basketball and you were athletic as like a teenager and stuff, but did your start in the fitness industry come from like that type of conversation like you should put on some muscle you should get lean does that make sense yeah do you know but 
No, it started because the gym burned down. <laughs> it made but like sense even to before open that, But even before that, like when that gym burned down, because you were already going to that gym, were you not? Yeah, I was. Like, why were you going to that gym? To fulfill this, you should be leaner and put on some muscle? Yeah. So like that was essentially it, the start. Yeah, yeah. I thought you meant from like a coaching perspective. No, just in no. general, because I don't think you would have fallen into the coaching. Well, I was going to the gym before that too, but I was, so like, I started going to the gym for basketball. Like right. That was a, my coach put me in that atmosphere, in that environment. Training type yeah. Thing. But I kept going to the gym because it was like an aesthetic thing. It was something that like, I knew I needed to do because society was telling me I needed to do that. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. It was like, I didn't want to gain the freshman 15. So I had to go to the gym. And I wonder I'm, if it's still the freshman 15. I'm pretty sure it's it probably is. like the freshman 30. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny that we but, both just said that. But I, I hope, and I think we can see from our younger clients who come here late in high school and even come here during their university years, I hope that we're sending some of those people off with a different mentality around eating and training. Well, I know that even in some of the conversation, like, and when I was doing the NSIs with some of those um, teenagers that have come in, like their reasons for wanting to do it where I want to get stronger. I want to be a better hockey player. Like they were, mm-hmm. they were like task based reasons versus I want to lose weight or you know, it wasn't like aesthetic, which that's a huge win, even just for them to be able to talk like that. It very much so. That's super cool. Do you think the whole freshman 15 comes from like their parents, like that getting passed on? Like, oh, when I went to college, we were all worried about the freshman 15. Like, do you think the parents are having more of an impact on their children? given the fact that you're having these types of conversations with these teenagers who want to be stronger. Do you know where I heard that was from my phys ed teacher? Yeah. Adults messed in grade up, 12. We had to write yeah. like a goal or something or like, I forget what the exact task was, but we had to write like this thing about like what we weren't going to do in the next year of our life, like in university or whatever. And I was like, my goal is to not gain the freshman 15 because he used that as an example. I didn't even know what the freshman 15 was. And it's like the scare tactic, right? Yeah. That we put on these young kids. Like I'm going to call them kids still as they head into like the beginning of their adulthood. That's disappointing. Disappointing that that happens and it's not a different narrative that said it's not Oh, like let's set you up for success so that when you go to college, you, you know how to continue on with this. Journey. You know how to cook, cook. Yeah. And, and cook the right things choices, right? and go to the grocery store and be able to come home with proper groceries and, and not like, loads of cereal. Prior- I had to mention that because yeah. everyone knows I talk about cereal on the podcast. And like prioritize your schedule so that you can include your fitness so it doesn't just have to stop when you go on your own. But instead, the narrative is you're not going to want to gain the freshman 15. So now we have these kids terrified to eat or terrified to like do any of this stuff. 
just sitting here shaking my head. <laughs> I, know my- I know what I'm passionate about. <laughs> Parents who set their kids up for failure. <laughs> That's next week's podcast topic. You're not even a parent. <laughs> so I don't even feel like I have the right to have this conversation, but it's the things you see from afar, right? Um, yeah. Interesting. Okay. Anyway, that was a super big tangent. Get off your soapbox. I am. It was just a small one. I am, but just a milk crate today. Yeah. Anyway, back to our topic. Becoming a different version of yourself. <laughs> Parents, start that with your children young. You have the power to do that. So maybe let's like start this off like the reason why this topic came up. Sure. And I hope that my client is okay with me sharing this story because I think it's a great story. Um one of our nine week level up clients, when they first began with us, uh, was telling me a story about how they have this massive wine cellar filled with very expensive wines and was something that they prided themselves on that when guests would come over, they would pull out this fancy bottle of wine and be able to share that experience and it would enhance the experience. And it was something that they regularly did with their spouse on almost a nightly basis. Um, And as we were having this initial conversation, they were reluctant to give up that, that like notion of like this wine and what the wine cellar represented and like the whole experience, just what it said about them as a person and, and the type of person that they were, they were reluctant to let go of that as they were talking about all these things they wanted to become the type of person they wanted to become through this nine week journey that they're about to embark on. Um, This person is now through, I think we're almost on 27 weeks and was sitting down with me this morning and was telling me about their experience when they were away traveling this past weekend to their, their, um, their sibling. And they had brought out a a fancy bottle of wine. And before they started consuming it, had a conversation with themselves saying like, would this actually enhance this situation that I'm in? Like the fact that this person could be aware enough to have this conversation with themselves, and then decide that like, no, it actually wouldn't, it wouldn't change anything about like what's going on. And then, and actually the conversation went on that, like how much it would impact the next couple of days after. And like, they didn't want to go through that experience. And so we kind of like converse back and forth at like the difference between who they were at the beginning when we first initially met and how reluctant they were to give up that, that like tying piece of their identity to their wine, their wine cellar. And like how that's changed over 27 weeks of, of like working on that habit and also just working towards this type of person they had wanted to become. I thought that that was massive, a massive transformation just in terms of like identity, you know, you sit down and you're like, I want to lose all this weight. I want to get stronger. I want to do this. I want to be a better husband or wife or whatever it is. And like you quantify that. Then you look at your current behaviors and you notice that there's this like one glaring thing that especially doesn't align with all these types of character identifying traits that you're trying to aim towards changing. And then you actually achieve that. And this is something that like you get direct feedback on, right? Like you can see yourself going through this process of like problem solving, like, no, this doesn't serve me. It's I, and I I really like how they said it, like enhance this situation, you know? 
it was a great conversation and it was just like really cool seeing them process through the growth that has happened. And as you and I began talking about this, it was like, that is the general storyline of most people that come in here. It's like, you come to join the gym, you think you're just going to come for three workouts a week. But next thing you know, is like all of a sudden your nutritional, like your lifestyle behavioral patterns are completely changing to mimic this sort of environment that you've put yourself in. And I think that shows up a lot in the social circle, right? Absolutely. A lot of people see that change because the people they were surrounding themselves with no longer align with their values and what they want from life. And they find that those people actually are here at the gym versus outside yeah. in their social circles. So those shifts happen. And like I, I've seen lots of those shifts happen. As hard as that conversation is to be a part of sometimes where people are having that realization that like, Hey, my best friend or so-and-so doesn't like their lifestyle doesn't align with mine anymore. And that's really hard for me to compute. I, I kind of like enjoy being a part of that conversation with that client because you know, what is there is so good for them and what might be from their past life is not good for them. So to see them like making that realization and working through it is a really powerful moment. We talked about with our staff a few weeks ago about creating impact with our clients and like life-changing events. And this is a real life example of something like that. Mm-hmm. It's like you're massively overhauling your behavioral patterns for the way more positive. And sometimes that means shedding the negativity or like not necessarily negativity, but like the things that don't serve you. Right. Mm -hmm. So that if you have a friend that always wants to go out for drinks and, you know, whatever on Friday night and get a little bit crazy and you're more excited about Saturday mornings workout at 10 AM and you don't want to participate in that because you know, it's going to affect your workout on Saturday. And all of a sudden you start putting the puzzle pieces together and you're like, Hey, no, this is actually a recurring pattern. It doesn't fit where I'm trying to go. That's a massive realization. That's powerful. And then I think to have the people to support you through that transition. Yeah. So the people on the other side of it, pulling you along and being like, yeah, because we've seen a lot of that happen. I want to say in like the last two weeks with a member, like making job changes and it's like, there are people here who continue to check on her and cheer her on and, and all of that stuff. So that, that has also been cool to watch, like them having the courage and to be in a place to make that change, but then to also have those people around them to support the change and, and, and applaud them for making these types of And changes. you look at those people that are the ones that are supporting them and they themselves have been through similar instances. Right. Mm-hmm. And I've always said this from the start is like, people join the gym, they become part of the culture and then they make these massive over life, like overhauls of their life, whether it's a new career and, you know, they might have marriage problems that they change or whatever. It's like, you don't necessarily think when you look at it superficially that it's like the gym is the thing that impacts that. You know what I mean? It's like, they come into this gym setting and they start to gain more confidence. So with more confidence comes the courage to get a job promotion or to be like, no, this marriage situation I have is not fitting me and I'm not happy or whatever it might be. You know what I mean? Like they have the courage to go out and whatever it might be. It's like 
you go and you put yourself in all these uncomfortable situations. And as a result, you gain this confidence and this gaining of confidence now opens up all these other avenues for you. Those people that are there pulling you along, they've already been through that, you know? It's, and I mean, I sit here and I'm like talking like this. And when I think back to like the very early, early days, it was like, I went through those things and then I opened the doors and I started that with the first bunch of people. And those first bunch of people started it with the next bunch of people. And man, that's a really cool chain reaction. Yeah. It's like a pay it forward kind of. Yeah. Because like those people real, they know what that person is going through and like, Hey, in the moment you're sitting with a ton of yuck. Right. Mm -hmm. But it's okay. Cause we know what's on the other end and we'll help get you there. It's, it's pretty neat. Like and those are the things that like, when you're sitting here talking to somebody in an NSI, who's like, Hey, I just want to know what your gym is about. And you're like, man, I can't actually tell you all of the amazing things that are about to come down the road at you. But like, if you just start, (laughs) I know these things. (laughs) It's like, I have this, this see into the future. I wish I could show you. Yeah. And that's, I think that's the hardest part. Like, yeah, it's the hardest part about talking to somebody new or when somebody asks like, what's it about? Or what's it like to be a member? And you're just like, I really can't answer that. Like I can't, I can answer it, but it's not, it's not even close to explaining what actually happens or what could happen or what. Do you think that that's like the, the like thing that does it is like you go through all this uncomfortable stuff in here and which helps you build your confidence. Do you think it's that part of it that like then sets off the chain link reaction for like maybe some other bigger life-changing things that happen? I think that's a piece of it. I don't think that's the sole part of it. No, I'm not saying sole, but like. For sure. I think it's a huge piece of it. Um, Yeah, like creating the confidence and the belief in yourself. But I think the people that, again, you surround yourself with, and we've talked about that before. um, and, And even just being a part of people choosing to do hard things on their own and playing whatever role you play for them also building confidence that if you have to find yourself in a situation like that, you know, there are people there because you were there for them or you saw other people be there for them. Um, and I think it just solidifies that you've got that backing. And like, you just don't find that in a regular gym, like that culture, you just can't find something like that. And I wonder if that's like, and I can't speak for other CrossFit gyms, but I wonder if that is part of the whole CrossFit's a cult thing. Like, because there is so much support. Mm -hmm. I wonder if that is a contributing factor to why it gets deemed a cult. Probably. Because it's like an unwavering support and it's very strong. And I think, I think the people who make that comment that it's a cult are usually with the people who are so invested in the community and like it gets talked about a lot and it and they see it impact their lives so I think that's just the word that gets put on it but it actually it's not at all it's not at all yeah yeah it's just an interesting concept to explain and I think that as this client and I got 
kind of talking more in depth about this particular scenario, like with the wine and everything, Mm -hmm. you know, I was thinking that like, when you have these, these like transformations of like your identity of like, not your identity, but like of your character, right? Because that's what it is. It's like, sometimes it's not like, it's not noticeable to you right away. You know, mm-hmm. it might be someone else that points it out or it might be as a direct or it may be like an indirect from like a scenario that's unfolding right beside like right in front of you. Like, you know, I said, like, take, for instance, this, this person's spouse wants to have a glass of wine on that night is like, well, they know that this isn't something that like they do anymore. Right. Like it doesn't align. So they have no problem having that conversation. And then you're like, Whoa, revelation. Right. Um, I think when you shared that story with me earlier, I asked the question of like, where did that come from? Like, where did this need to do this routine or ritual or this, or have this way of life almost I'll call it. And I think that links back to like our whole freshman 15 thing of, of you saying it was influenced by somebody else. Mm -hmm. Right. And I, I think that's an important thing to point out too, especially when we have so many parents and parents with kids who come here of just like setting examples, like the person you want to become or are choosing to be impacts those in your life right? Because this person made this choice because it came about from how his father played a role, right? And then that goes with anything. And I had this conversation with another client of like, my parents raised me on fast food. I wish we could go back in time and not have that because now that's ingrained in my body to choose fast food. And, and, and I think that's how this whole generation is, because that's just what we did. And so moving forward, you have to make those choices on whether or not you're going to continue that habit for your kids and, and it, the trickle down effect, right? I'm going to show this on here too. I shared with you in our, about this conversation is like, I sat with this person. I've known this person for a very long time. And I sat with this person early into my business career mm-hmm. and went through this process with them. They brought an expensive bottle of wine out for a dinner we were sharing. And, you know, I know this person as a successful <coughs> in their own endeavors. <coughs> Sorry. And in that moment, I was so influential because I was very early into this. I took that as something for myself to strive towards because I related the two instances, you know, I actually shared that with that particular person along this journey that him and I, that we've been on. And I said to him, like, it's interesting how things have changed, you know, Mm -hmm. just where we both were on our life paths. I think the influence thing is interesting. I think how habits translate through generations is interesting, but I also think the change, like the revelation that this person had. That's the most valuable part. That is cool. It's not even the fact that they had 
they're like where they are right now and they're in like their character mm-hmm. it's the it's like the middle part that's the valuable part yeah right and I've said I've said that about so many things in many different episodes yeah it's the actual middle part that is where the gold is mm-hmm. interesting <laughs> I just I like I said people come in here just to join a gym and, you know, we're kind of like the key holders. Like we know that they're on the brink of like some really good stuff that would come their way if they would just see it through. You know, I think the other thing that's important too, is like, you need to be able to put yourself out there, right? Like if you close yourself off to the, like the culture, basically, Mm -hmm. then you're not going to have that opportunity to experience that type of lifestyle change. Right. And I mean, there's been a member in here that had come, had left and then rejoined. And when you look at them from when they started the first time and when they started the second time and just like how closed off to the community they were by choice, and then how open they were to the community on their second go around, just how overwhelmingly they've changed their life on the second go around. Mm -hmm. And I think you have to be at a readiness level to be able to take something like that on, right. To even be willing to put yourself into that middle of the culture circle like that. I think, yeah, it's a vulnerability thing. Yeah, exactly. Um, When you like have to assess the, like, my life is not going the way that I want it to, I need to make some changes and like, those changes are greater than just working out, right? Okay, here's a question. This is a t- this is gonna be a hard question. How many people do you think? And we can we can do two things. One, you can use our gym as a reference point, or just in general, people who go to the gym. How many people do you think go to the gym for the sake of going to the gym to work out? Like, like just work out. Yeah. I'm going to use our gym. Okay, good. Because comparing the fitness industry is apples and orange. Yes. Um, 10%. What would you say? I don't know. Because I'm trying, like, I'm scanning through our membership. And I am trying to, like, pinpoint people who I can confidently say that they Actually, I'm going to say 5%. And you and know who I'm going to put in that 5%? The brand new people who have yeah. been here for, like, I'm literally envisioning our list. And I'm going to say, like, the top 10 people who just joined less um, less than two months ago. And the reason is because of everything that we've just said. They it's like, they don't know yet. Yeah, it's very hard to pick a member who just comes just to work out. And like the whys are endless, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. How many people would you say have made big life changes? Like, and I'm not talking like physical changes, but like changing habits, changing jobs, whatever that might look like. 95%. I think in one way or another, and the only thing that separates that is degree of intensity Mm -hmm. to those lifestyle changes, right? Mm -hmm. Like if somebody goes from 
having zero experience of being in a gym setting or even a physical fitness setting. And now they're here every Monday, Wednesday, Friday. That's a life change for me. That's a life-changing moment for me, to me, I'll mm-hmm. quantify that because mm-hmm. they now value something that they didn't value before. Right. Versus somebody had a baby who couldn't get pregnant before because maybe they needed to get healthier, mm-hmm. for example, mm-hmm. or they just had the courage to quit their job that they've hated for the last 10 years to now go and do something, you know, mm-hmm. like the degree of intensity is now I'm like, is it like- arguably intensive? Because somebody committing to three times a week who has no prior value that to that. Very difficult for exactly. Them. It could be super yes. intensive for them. So it's all relative. Yes. That's what I mean. The whys are endless or not the whys we're talking about um, life changes, but like the degree of that. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that comes varies. back to like CrossFit, right? It's like you get somebody to cut out their every morning and 3 PM double, double, and you make it a black, like you just save somebody from potentially being pre-diabetic, you know, that's life-changing to me. That's the stuff that gets me going just in general, the life-changing aspect of it Mm -hmm. is like, my why like this person last week talking about quitting their job and going mm-hmm. after this new job like that got me so fired up and like and that's because I know like I know why that's happening and I mean they even said themselves she's like I came here to work on my physical fitness and now I've got that going now I need to work on my mental fitness and this is how I'm gonna do that and I was like you go like yeah. I am let's go <laughs> yeah that was cool to see that was very cool. Like anytime these members are realizing things like that, like, oh man, I'm all for that. Or like even just the one person that got pregnant that couldn't get pregnant, had mm-hmm. several miscarriages before, just needed to be in a healthier state. Mm-hmm. Like, wow, that's mind blowing. Yeah. Or like the quitting smoking ones or, you know what I mean? I mean, these, these are easy to pick out because they're like I said, they're very like on the top. They're mm-hmm. very, and I only use the word superficial because like they're things that we see right away. Right. Versus the person that comes to me and they're like, Hey, like I've never been to the gym. I wasn't in sports as a kid or whatever, but like I'm here every Monday, Wednesday, Friday at six 30. Like that's my time. And nothing comes between me and that hour. And I'm like, yeah, let's go. Like I'm equally as excited about that as this person quitting their job, you know? Mm-hmm. I guess at the end of it, I just, we just want nothing but the best, right? And this is a key to doing that. I'm trying to think. <coughs> I was trying to think what we originally said we were talking about today because I feel like we covered lots. That's what I said. This is a deep topic. With so many like layers and influences and things that can impact the change. <coughs> yeah. Do you have a listener okay. question? Are, are you done on your soapbox? Yeah, I'm done on my soapbox. 
I think. Are you sure? The number of people though that I've seen come through here and have that. Winnie's laughing at me because I got to tickle in my throat. <laughs> this is one worthy of watching on YouTube. Because <laughs> the hand gestures that she's making for me to get her some water is quite excessive. Okay, we're good. We can talk now. I don't know if we are. I think. The number of people, though, that I've seen were now in year 11. And, like the things that I've seen them do and achieve and transform into. Yeah. And I'm going to say the majority non-fitness related. Oh, absolutely. The amount of like actual fitness related ones is probably super small. And probably, I don't want to take this away from those that have achieved oh, yeah. fitness ones, but probably the least enjoyable to be part of. I don't want to say least enjoyable, but I think the bigger life changes because they impact so many other things are more enjoyable and impactful you know what one of my i mean yeah i do you know what one of my oldest memories of having that type of impact on somebody was no um we have that old 70 pound dumbbell it's like a gray one we had a member who had lost 70 pounds and held up that dumbbell i remember it was holding it under her chin we took a picture and she's like this amount of weight just to be holding it. I can't believe I've been walking around with that on my body. And I was just like, let's go. <laughs> I still have that picture. Yeah, you shared it with me just Did I? a few weeks ago. Yep. Facebook memory. Oh, there we go. It's a big topic but I think is ultimately a driving force behind like why we do what we do. We've all been through it ourselves, you know? Mm-hmm. And so when I hear conversations of like the clients, the like they're embarking on this or they start talking about like not liking their job or whatever the topic might be, but you know that they're on the brink of having that moment. It's like, how can I get them there? You know? Like, I know how awesome that feels on the other side. Like, let's get you there. It's going to be shitty while you go through it. Sometimes, depending on what it is. But like, yeah. I was just really pumped about this client conversation that I had. And, you know, it's just another one of those instances to add to the list of like ways that people have truly changed their lives because of like maybe being in the gym or surrounding themselves with people that like believe in them and can help guide them where they need to go. You know, whether it's a coach or other clients or it doesn't matter. It's the environment, right? You put yourself in the right environment, like-minded people, good shit is going to happen. Okay, now do you have a listener question? Oh, yeah, listener question. Well, I think it's obvious. Like, if that has happened to you, we want to hear about it. Like, what is the biggest thing that you think the gym might have had, the gym or the people or whatever, like just this environment might have had an influence in being a deciding factor for something, you know? And I, I commend those who share those changes, like 
publicly and whether that be like in conversation because they've happened a few times in the gym or even in the gym's private group where they know they can trust people like I I don't expect you to like yell it from the rooftops and (laughs) share it all over the place but like share it with the close people around you as a means to inspire people and just like even think like just sharing it I think makes it more normal does that make sense I think people get those in those big changes like internally and I think just sharing it makes it a normal occurrence because we see it so often here but maybe not everybody knows it actually happens um or like you could be you could be just going through it yourself and like not know where to turn yeah you know what there's a group of 150 people here that there's a good chance that somebody in here has been through what you're going through yeah, or inspires people to make to those yeah, changes. Yeah, too, exactly. Right? To step up and make those changes. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. I was like, I'm like thinking about one of the more recent situations, like, you know, somebody going through a divorce and like mm-hmm. having to move their house and move all their belongings and start this new journey into their life and like having the courage to mentioned it to one person who then has the power to like bring other people of the community into this to help this scenario mm-hmm. and like now that one person needs to share it with those mm-hmm. doesn't need to but like mm-hmm. chose to mm-hmm. share it with all those people knowing that these 15 members who are helping them move their life essentially mm-hmm. is going to be there to support and arguably people within that group of 15 or 20 people that help that day had already been through that situation themselves, you know? So I think having the courage to, whether you tell one person or mm-hmm. whatever, or even just the coach in a private mm-hmm. conversation is like, then at least we can direct you the right way, mm-hmm. you know, it just helps have people to talk to. So yeah. If that's our listener question, if you've been impacted in some way, shape or form in that way to make major life changes, you know, whether it's committing to the gym three times when you just didn't have that or something much larger. Nope. It's not much larger. I got to back up <laughs> equally as intense. We want to hear about it. I think that should be, bring some good messages this week. I hope so. Yeah. I hope so too. Safe to say we know our members pretty well. Like yeah, that I can literally list like yeah, I can literally list like 50 things. Yeah. Which is great. I don't know if every if other gyms have that. Yeah. And I think I mentioned that in the podcast before. Like I was talking to somebody who owns a gym somewhere else in a larger center, and it's like you helped somebody move on the weekend. Well, yeah, like that's just what we do. Like we know what's happening in people's lives and we offer to help. Like the number of people who have said, I'm out because I've got COVID or whatever. It's like, Hey, do you need anything? Do you need groceries? Like that is my go-to line. Like, what can I do? Do you need groceries? Like I've asked everybody that because I don't mind running and getting groceries or doing whatever, but I don't know if other places would do something like that. Culture. Pretty cool. Episode 73. We're almost at 75. We're so close. Three quarters of the way to a hundred. What does that put us? We should do the math to see when we'll get to a hundred. Are we going to like 
pop a little mini bottle of champagne so that you can hear the on the mic People could watch it yeah oh yeah you could watch us on youtube i wonder if we're gonna get more viewers this time because we've been talking about it the last two I hope not. yeah please don't watch us on youtube no. <laughs> but just also want to does. grow the youtube channel but don't watch us <laughs> just go just and click on it so we can have the view and then <laughs> close it down <laughs> okay as always follow us on our socials facebook instagram twitter you know how to reach us with your listener answers to our questions um, we can't wait to share those experiences with you. All right. Thanks for listening.